Welcome to Take It From The Iron Woman. My name is Susanne Müller, your host and the Iron Woman. This podcast is about empowering yourself and others to make real changes in the world. You will hear from everyday, smart, sophisticated, hip people like you and me. Not everybody has to be an Iron Woman to impress the world. Together, we will learn from the sports and business leaders how you can become a more successful person as an entrepreneur or a leader. It's one step at a time, one day at a time. Take your steps now. Take your big steps now. Join me on this journey to success. Take it from the Iron Woman. We only have special guests. And today we go to my dear friend, Melissa. She's in Kauai. We met during the pandemic when we took the old MBA. Melissa, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Thanks for having me on your podcast. I've listened to so many and it's so fun to hear all the people you talk to. There's always some little gem in each and every one of them. To best describe me would be, I'm a people person. I enjoy people. That comes through if I'm traveling or working or even walking down the street saying hi to people and having a chat. I love to solve business puzzles. If we have a project, how do we fit the pieces together to be cohesive, but also efficient. I'm curious about people. I'm curious about technologies, learning. How can we do things better? How can we be creative in what we do? That's kind of me in a nutshell. And I know you were part of the Carbon Almanac. So that's also a people project in a way, but it also talks about climate change. And how did you fit in as a people person for that project? That's been just such a fun project. You and I are in different time zones, and it's always fun connecting with people across the globe. And both the Alt-MBA and the Carbon Almanac have allowed that. A lot of people contributing. So I didn't contribute to the actual writing of the book and bringing all the facts together. But what I've always been interested in is, okay, we have all these facts then what? What do we do with this? Luckily, there was a group of people also who were interested in that. We got together and we created Connect the Dots, Connect the Carbon Dots. So we have all this information, but what do we do? There's sometimes when there's too much information, you feel paralyzed. How do I make a difference? How do I make a change? So this gave us a way to give us actions there's act specific actions that you can take and you can see how that affects the carbon cycle and how that can make a change. The best thing you can do is get into advocacy and raise a lot of voices to make a change. But it has to start with understanding and making your choices in order to find who your people are, who's your tribe, and how do we make these changes together, create an impact. You are creating an impact. I think being part of the Carbon Almanac is already a first step and then talking about it. Definitely, definitely. You and I, we were talking about entrepreneurship or intrapreneurship. That was kind of our, I don't know what we're going to call it, philosophy that we were talking about or thinking about. I'm an entrepreneur, you're working in an organization, but what is the big difference between 
somebody who is in an organization or somebody who's a solo entrepreneur? There's a lot of similarities. There's so many similarities that even my day-to-day probably isn't a lot different from your day-to-day. We all have clients or customers, so to speak. But my clients might be ones that are colleagues that we work for the same organization, but we have to manage expectations. We have to manage the work together. I don't know if it's harder or easier when they're colleagues versus clients. I've been curious about that because I don't run my own business. I've been curious about running my own business. What would that be? I feel like clients are similar to colleagues. What do you think? First of all, it sounds very glamorous when you're a solo entrepreneur. We see all on social media when people travel to Paris, London, and they show what they do on any given day. But I was thinking actually this morning, do you want to see me writing emails or finding papers, filing papers, organizing my computer? This is also the job of a CEO, unless you have four or five helpers. I don't have that. It's made a little glamorous in a way. And a lot of people say, try it out, try it out. But what I always say is, how much money do you need? Then people are like, ah, but I'm passionate. If you have a mortgage or rent to pay, how much money do you really need to make? For me, it was when I lost my job, it kind of like forced me into become, well, not maybe not forced me because I always wanted to do it. But in a way, this was the pivotal moment. Now was the time, but it's always work. If you meet a person, you see opportunities. How can I help them? How can they be my client? How can I make money? It's always in the back of your mind. That doesn't sound glamorous. It's a 24-7 job, basically. I'm wondering, how does it look like for you as an entrepreneur? Do you also have freedom? That's what people think as an entrepreneur, you're free. You can have coffee at four o'clock in the afternoon. But if you have coffee at four o'clock in the afternoon, you work till 10 o'clock at night to get everything done. I think it depends on the position and the expectations and are you managing a team? I've done a little bit of all of that with the organization I'm currently with. I started at a lower entry-level position and kind of learned what it takes, learned all aspects of our program from like, oh, we need check requests. Oh, we have to pay this invoice. Oh, we have to write a contract. We have to schedule the team and kind of saw it all. Then managing a larger team, managing a program, it's almost that small business in and of itself because you have your budget. You have to manage Mm -hmm. the money coming in, the money going out. Do we have enough to do this project or that project? Just looking at the whole thing, not to mention managing people. That in and of itself is very interesting to me because what I can what I know I can do for a project, I know it would take me X amount of time. I can get it done. Everybody's mind doesn't work the same way. Just because I know I can get from point A to point B in this amount of time, somebody else, it, they might go from A to C to B to get to the same result, but they get to the result. And I have to learn, I had to learn to let them do that. 
because everybody's mind works differently, as well as managing that person, understanding, like, how can I meet them where they are and give them what they need to grow and excel in their role or move them to the next role, help them get there. I think that's the most fascinating part is that Mm -hmm. I have to change. I have to be observant. I have to listen and learn in order to make them the best direct report possible so that they can grow and be satisfied in their position, probably. This is exactly the description of a leader, because if you tell them what to do, I was listening to a webinar yesterday and they say, if you always tell them what to do, your team, this is management. But if you let them maybe fail or come from A to B to K to M and then to C, this is leadership, but it's not easy. It's not. I find it fascinating how how to get the best out of a person, how to help them grow. It looks completely different than how I would do it. I'm sure you have similarities in how you work with clients. (laughs) I can only imagine that there's even more nuances because you aren't necessarily working for the same organization. I think that raises a very good question. You have to be probably more flexible because every client is my boss. I'm not reporting to anybody but me. But if I have a client, they're basically my boss. They tell me what they want. In a way, pleasing is not the right word, but you want to cater to what they want. You want to adapt to their working style. Sometimes on some projects, you also have, let's say, people in finance working with you. Then you have a different message for them. You can't just say, hey, pay this invoice. This is the invoice for this project. Thank you so much for wiring the money. It takes up also some time. Also, when you're a solo entrepreneur, you do many things on your own versus when you're in an organization, depending on the size, you would probably delegate this. One is the finances, the accounting, the scheduling. We have all those fantastic platforms, but it doesn't always work. If somebody cancels 10 minutes before they should show up, I can't have a virtual assistant then we're too late. I have to do that. That's not a very glamorous job, but it has to get done. And it has to get done right the first time. I have to be more diligent, flexible, and also accountable to myself. I also want to be proud of the work that I'm doing because I love what I'm doing and helping others to get to the next level. I think that's also some people are, ah, whatever. They think they see on social media, we have coffee at four o'clock in the afternoon. Until you get to that coffee, you're networking. I always say networking has the word work in it. It's work. I see how you run your business and how a lot of my friends are solo entrepreneurs. You wear many hats. You're constantly changing that hat based on what needs to happen. You have to be multifaceted and multi-talented in order to run the business correctly. And that might not be the fun part. The fun part probably is working with the clients, but somebody has to do the invoicing and somebody has to follow up with the accounts. Somebody has to pay those darn taxes. It's like, (laughs) those are not the fun parts necessarily or hire somebody Mm -hmm. to do that, which also takes away from the business. And that's that fine balance. How much can you do on your own, could you do more if you subcontracted to somebody else? 
there's all those trade-offs, mm. all those trade-offs in both working for somebody and having a boss and then also working for yourself and not you're the boss, but you're still getting it done. So that steady paycheck is one of the trade-offs, but maybe there's a piece of flexibility that you have that I might not have because you can balance things out and a little bit differently because you are your boss. You have to. It's interesting that yesterday I was leading a panel group with women from Ecuador, Uganda, Ghana, and South Florida. My question is always, what do you do when you don't work? What do you think those women said? They're thinking of the next piece of work. <laughs> well, they're always working. And I'm like, no, this is the wrong thing. One yeah. has a knitting factory and it's in her living room, basically. She says, I love to work. We all love to work, but you cannot get to the burnout when it's too much. Even if you love the job, I heard that there is the oxygen tank when it's out, when you right. have depleted that, it's not going to work anymore, even if you love the work. I think that's also where, and we talk about mental health everywhere. As a solo entrepreneur, it's even more important to take a Friday off or also implement the summer Fridays. I agree, but also there's complete burnout in organizations as mm -hmm. well. Is working for a nonprofit that's everybody is so passionate about what they do, wants to meet those deadlines, and there's so much happening in the world that if we could just complete this project or this research, or if we could, for me now, working in communications, it's, oh, if I can just finish that one project so we can get that out the door, so we can raise awareness so that we can generate more funding for these important pieces of work that need to happen for the world. Talking about climate and climate change and carbon and burnout is real in anything, but maybe anything that we do, any organization versus working for yourself, how do you shut your brain down? How do you stop thinking in the middle of the night, oh, I have this great idea. Let me try that tomorrow. Anybody who's passionate about what they do faces that hurdle, that obstacle of work-life balance. How do we get that? I've had different bosses over the years and some see that in their team and create help to create boundaries. At the end of the day, we're all our own people. We need to do our own boundaries. But Having a boss who recognizes that is helpful. Whether I decide to follow it or not is up to me. Just between like you and I and the way we were, we're both really passionate, but you have to wear a few more hats that I can, some things I can just pass along to that person who that's their expertise. And what would you do if you were not in an organization? That's where my... Puzzling mind comes in. I think about that a lot. The thing I enjoy doing is helping. I've had a few conversations with different friends who are working for themselves and how to structure their businesses. Working with a friend right now who is starting out a business and taking a look at what they want to do and organizing it. Okay, this has to come first. This has to come second. But then you can grow that part and that is very fun for me. The challenge of solving the puzzle in a 
creative and efficient way. So we're not just spinning our wheels on something that we don't need yet. Let's work on what we could do to make it grow before we get to that place. We need more of you because you're the strategist. You're the person who's curious. You make it effective and efficient. You just don't know yet. We'll see where Melissa is going. For the listeners, if you have questions for Melissa, reach out to her. She is a great sounding board. Sometimes it's also easier to provide solutions and advice to others rather than it's yours. We all know that. Thank you so much for all the wisdom that we were able to share today. Thank you. It's been so fun having these chats with you and I look forward to more. Always lovely to talk to Melissa. She has great ideas. Reach out to her. She's a perfect strategist. Might not get an outside voice. Take it from the Iron Woman. We have episodes every Monday. Chime in, learn from people, grow with them. And also download the book, Take It From The Iron Woman, Global Business Coaching with Sports Parallels. Get it in your local bookstore, support local female-owned businesses or download it. Thank you for your support and we'll see you next time.